Welcome to Plain Talk. Plain Talk has a new podcast every two weeks with up-to-date information about aviation technologies for general and business aviation. From home to cockpit to boardroom to personal tech, Plain Talk provides informative information for pilots, industry insiders, and aviation enthusiasts alike. My name is Phil Lightstone. I'm a general aviation pilot with over 1,900 hours in my logbook, flying almost every week with over 30 years experience in the technology and aviation industries. So we're here at AirVenture 2022, Plain Talk, and like to welcome into the Plain Talk cockpit, Doug Evenick. Doug's the uh, vice president of sales, a little company you probably have heard of them. Certainly for me, it's like they're the Kleenex of uh, aircraft heating, a company called Tanis. Welcome to Plane Talk, uh, Doug. Hi, Phil. Pleasure. Oh, glad that you could uh, could make it. Love your booth here at, uh, at AirVenture. When I think of preheating an aircraft and operating out of... Uh, Canada, where it's like cold 13 months of the year. Yeah. <laughs> Just kidding. You know, I, th- I really talk about Tannis heaters, irrespective of all the other brands out there. Not that there's a lot of brands, uh, yeah. brands out there. Yeah, there's a, l- a lot of methods of uh, saying what preheating is. And Tannis has been around the longest of all of them. We actually, our roots go back to the early 70s. Wow. Uh, our very first PMA was 1974, so we're sneaking up on 50 years, and you made the mention of Kleenex. There's many times we've talked to a customer, and the customer says, uh, you know, I have a Tannis, uh, I do a breed, I have a Tannis system, and and they explain what they have, and we like, nah, that's not ours. Well, I looked in the logbook, it says Tannis. <laughs> and so even even the uh, the mechanics, the A&Ps have... Uh, taken on the approach of yes it's it's the Kleenex we've been around there for a long time yeah. just the model and numbers are a little messed they're, up they're, they're a little different and, and then of course when we're trying to to correct the problem they're having it's a it it's really leads to well first we're going to need to sell you a Tannis system yeah, yeah. <laughs> must make tru- troubleshooting really yeah, hard it does it does. Right? it does we've had people actually get ramp checked in certain areas and they're asking for some information and we try to provide them that information and we said well I'm you know, in this day and age with technology, how about if you uh, just snap a picture real quickly and send it to us? And we look at that, and then we tell them whose it is and, and being the people the we guys. are. Yeah. Well, and, and, and Tannis has been known for decades for their ability of customer service, their their intuitiveness. And then we say, well, here's who you need to talk to, because we knew who, who the other people are in the industry, too. And we'll actually, as you and I know, and what some of the past things we've done together, I do a lot of IA renewal information, a lot of webinars, and we will help people understand the whole business called preheat. And if you have Brand X, we'll even say, here's one of the things you should do. Of course, jokingly, we always say at the next annual or or, uh, whenever you get the chance, take that one off and put ours on. Yeah, yours is better. Yes. yes. Absolutely. I'd be happy. And and we have a real little niche of why we say ours is better. Pete Tannis, who started the company in the early 70s, was flying freight for a meat packer in, Southwest, in actually southeastern South Dakota, Sioux Falls, South Dakota, and hasn't 
where it's, it's really cold. Where it's cold too. Yeah. You know, it's, it's even colder sometimes there than in Canada. And he needed to be able to fly in the winter time. So that's he designed the method, did a lot of experimentation. But our key that we really try to get to people is one, you know, any engine that's out there right now says you must preheat at, at whenever that engine temperature hits 20 degrees Fahrenheit. But there's a lot of advantages above that. Our sweet spot is we're a multi-point preheat system. We heat each cylinder, we heat the oil, sometimes other items also with that, but we get everything that's in the engine above the oil line warmer than the oil. And two things that are important about that. One, that's the ease of starting and, and all of the maintenance savings you have for the longevity of the engine. But also there's another byproduct. You have moisture in your oil, either in it, or below it and it's always evaporating but when you start heating up that it evaporates quicker not a problem if everything above that oil line is warmer than the oil because condensation cannot condense on anything that's warmer than the dew point that's our world and that's protecting the camshaft from that pesky uh, premature rusting yes yes it is and, it, and it, you know there's several other things that come into play that also don't like having moisture sitting on top of them, uh, tops of the cylinders, this, the valves, you know, the tappets, things like that. I, I think a, a lot of folks, I mean, I've been preheating for a very long time, flying out of Canada, and I always took the view, and, and again, maybe just hearing from my mentors and my flying club buddies, starting a cold-soaked engine is like knocking 500 hours off the TBO. And I'm going, these days, you know, on the, the Commander, I, I, I fly the IO540, you know, I'm budgeting like 60000 to do, uh, you know, to do an overhaul. And it occurs to me, geez, I only have to start the engine cold salt four times, and now I got putting $60,000 or more. Yeah, that number that you have talked about uh we, we think it was actually authored by Mike Bush no. uh, because he does say that quite a few times. We don't have data or any data to support that. But, of course, we do know, and Pete Tannis and subsequent engineers that have been with Tannis, we do know what happens when you have a cold soak engine. And the ability to always have what, what we call, you know, that utility for your aircraft. You sure. can fly it anytime, whether it's flying for pleasure uh, you know, our sweet spot now is beyond the pleasure, folks. We're doing a lot of other things. You know, if you're, you're an operator and, and your livelihood and your revenue comes from being able to operate that plane, and that morning you can't start it, or if you start it and something goes wrong, now you got an issue. Again, I'm very conservative in the way I op operate the aircraft. If it was 5 degrees centigrade or colder, I preheated. Correct. And then I didn't have to think about it. Correct. Right? Correct. So uh, you heard me state earlier the engine manufacturers mandate preheating at 20 degrees Fahrenheit once that engine sees that. We have found in our tests that there is a lot of advantages. The minute the overnight temperature, the minute that engine is seeing something below 50, there's yeah. a huge advantage to be able to preheat. So the numbers you're talking about in centigrade is right in there. And then as you said, unplug the the Tannis from the electrical outlet, jump in the airplane, light her up, and it's just like yeah. lighting it up in July. It is. You know, we had 
a customer of ours that was based, uh, we're based in Minnesota, but they were based on the same field that we were at and they had a manufacturing plant in northern Minnesota. And for the longest time they were making multiple trips per day from the Twin Cities where their headquarters were at to the manufacturing plant and they were trying to get by with insulated engine covers and you know we've we've talked about you know putting putting other means of preheat and we finally said you know I think this is the answer and, and we got to the one person who said yeah let's get it done and he did it and he did a testimonial for us he said I fly it there in Roseau it's 20 below zero 15 below zero and my plane thinks it's in Naples, Florida. Ah, perfect. He doesn't even know where it's at. <laughs> where does he uh, put in the pina colada into Well, the, that's true. Good point. Good yeah. point. I don't know, you know, that, that whole bottle to throttle thing may come into play, too. So yeah. I, yeah, for, yeah, the, yeah. for the passengers, I'm sure it's in the, in the cooler in the back. You know, with this whole idea of do I keep my airplane, my Tannis, plugged in around the clock? Do I drive out to the airport five hours before sure. I want to go fly? And coffee, you came out with... A really cool Internet of Things yep. technology called Switchy On. Correct, correct. We uh, we actually seen the need sometime previous to be able to remotely turn on your preheat system, and there were other people out there using texting type devices, and we really didn't have an interest to get into the the cellular world world per se. So we tested them and. One of those uh, folks that we kind of steered people to was looking for a way to retire from it. So we bought the company, bought it in, and that was still using texting. And we wanted to update it to what's available in the Internet of sure. Things and found a company in Kansas that had came out, just came out with that device. Uh, we now manufacture that for him. He still is the owner, and it uses the data band, the, the, the data band of our cellular towers, not the texting. And it just just works. It's called Switchy On or Preheat Remote, and it works in most of Canada. We haven't got we haven't gotten Manitoba figured out yet, and uh, and we're looking at, at further things for it. So it's a real easy way of doing it. The flip side, but Tannis really didn't go at it. I mean, we can leave our system plugged in, and there's no harm done for extended periods of time. But you also have the reasonableness factor. You are using electricity, and we've recently added a cabin avionics heater Ooh. to the fold and now you're doubling or tripling the electrical co- uh, consumption and it doesn't do you any good or it's not any added value to keep that cabin running at that temperature all the time just doing it the night before or three four hours before your flight it works and great. then with switchy on app driven you've got positive confirmation that it actually worked it it's does. on it does and it and the great thing is it it has such an intuitive app that's why we worked with them it, it literally when you buy the device you plug in the device a qr code comes up uh, you take a picture of that it'll take you to the website to download the app and once you have the lap, app downloaded you take another picture and it programs your device nice if you wow. want to share it with your hangar mate or if you have somebody else that's flying your plane uh, you just open up the app and you take another, have him take a picture of that QR code and you're ready to go. Simple. It just works. Simple. So uh, I promise not to tell a soul. What's on the horizon at Tannis, Doug? Well, as, as you know, Phil, uh, last year in, uh, at the end of June, I sold Tannis aircraft products to the Hartzell brand of companies, now called Hartzell Aviation. And uh, we, we have a lot of things uh, in the works. As you know, they are a 
firewall forward company that includes Hartzell Instant Technologies, uh, Hartzell Welding and Aerospace. So, and of course, the co the company that's been around for over 100 years, Hartzell Prop. So that gives us access to a lot of people and a lot of things and nothing that's ready for prime time yet. I promise I won't tell us. Yeah, I'm sure you were. Yeah. I'm sure you will. But uh, we got some exciting things around the corner. It's uh, it's kind of a neat time being so specified in, in, in having all of the engineering resources that we have throughout all the companies. Uh, I think there's some good things coming in the future for Firewall Forward. Uh, any final words for our Plain Talk audience? As I always say, it's best to always have Tannis in your, in, in your aircraft, even if you're not in Canada or even if you're not in Minnesota, you're in Florida. Sometime that plane's going to make it to a nice hill to go skiing down or you'll sell it to someone else and it just makes that that plane much more valuable and the utilities that much better. Well Doug, thank you so much for being part of uh, Plane Talk. Appreciate it. Thanks Phil. Thanks for listening to this episode of Plane Talk. If you have any ideas for a future Plane Talk episode, please go to the contact us page at plaintalk.ca and send in your idea. Don't forget to like us at plaintalk.ca, our Facebook and LinkedIn pages, and this podcast. And never stop living the dream.